Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear me, Jenny Scholick, in conversation with San Francisco Ballet School faculty member Dana Genshaft and San Francisco Ballet School trainee and brand new company apprentice Pemberley Olson. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, before the streaming of Dana Genshaft's ballet Heliotrope made for the 2019-2020 trainees. Hope you enjoy. Everyone, to San Francisco Ballet's Shelter in Place Meet the Artist Conversation. Uh, I'm Jenny Scholick, the Associate Director of Audience Development here at San Francisco Ballet, and I am so thrilled to be joined by San Francisco Ballet School faculty member, choreographer, and former company soloist Dana Genshaft, and a San Francisco Ballet School trainee and choreographic fellow, and recent, very recent company apprentice, Pemberley Olson. So thank you both so much for being with me today. Um, for those of you who are here in San Francisco, you know that these Meet the Artist events usually happen immediately before a performance in the War Memorial Opera House. But with everything in the whole world moving online and onto Zoom in this time of COVID-19, these Meet the Artist conversations have also moved online. So I do like to always say, please do bear with us for any um, technological complications or any unexpected distractions. I have a little dog. If she starts barking, I will mute myself and hope that she's not too distracting, but please be forgiving of any such event. We will also try to take some audience questions um, towards the end of this interview. So if you could leave those in the comments on Facebook, I'll be monitoring those and we'll pass them along to our guests. So you might have noticed this is an extra Meet the Artist talk this week. We usually do these on Fridays, but today would have marked the opening night of our San Francisco Ballet School Spring Festival performances. This annual event marks the culmination of the school year for our students and is also the major fundraising event for the school annually. And since we couldn't do this in person this year, we are taking a lot of it online. Um, starting today with the online premiere of Dana's ballet Heliotrope, which she made for this year's trainees, including Pemberley. So we're going to chat a bit about that ballet, um, as well as about the school's various choreographic initiatives today with Dana and Pemberley. So with no further ado, I'm going to um, start this interview. So again, thank you two both so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. So I'd love if you could both um, just take a minute and introduce yourselves a bit to the audience um, and let them know how it was that you each first came to San Francisco Ballet. Um, maybe start with you, Dana. Sure. Um, I joined San Francisco Ballet in 2000. Um, and that's probably the same age as Pemberley now. And um, that was the start of my professional career. And um, I've always wanted to dance for San Francisco Ballet because I remember um, one of my peers in school, Vanessa Zahorian, she had joined the company a few years before me and I was following her career. And so um, at that time I sent a VHS in and tried to get an audition and um, lucky for me, I got into the company and uh, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> 
Congratulations. It's an anniversary year for you, right? This morning I realized, hey, I think this is, might be my anniversary year. So um, 15 years in the company and then five years in the school um, as part of the faculty. And uh, the whole choreographic thing happened for me along the way. started when I was still dancing and then sort of developed um, hand in hand with my time as a, as a teacher, which has been informative for me um, as a choreographer. So yeah, San Francisco Ballet is my home for sure. Great. Kimberly, what about you? How did you first come to San Francisco Ballet? Um, so my parents enrolled me in the pre-ballet program when I was six years old. So this is my 12th year with the ballet school, which is really nice. Um, yeah, I just kind of went up from there. I started when I was really young and just kind of went up through the levels and I'm a trainee, which is one of, one of my biggest dreams when I was a kid. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, do you guys remember when you first met each other? Dana, was it when you first came and started teaching in the school? No, I think Pemberley reminded me not too long ago when that actually was Pemberley. Um, so I was 10 years old and I was a party girl in the Nutcracker and Dana ended up being my party mom for a couple of the shows, which is really fun. <laughs> and I have a couple of pictures. Yeah, yeah there's I have some throwback pictures when, uh, yeah, when she was my mom. So. <laughs> You'll have to post those on social media, a little full circle. Oh, moment. I definitely I will. <laughs> Yeah, but really, I remember when you were in level five and we were having contemporary class where I, I wore the contemporary teacher hat, which at that time was basically like do a bunch of improv and start making your own steps up. And you guys were how old? Was it, no, you were in level six. I think Zoe yeah. was in level five. Yeah, I was in level six and I was 13 at the time. So... Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of choreographic classes together. Um, it was, yeah, it was your first year as a teacher, but I remember like always looking forward to your classes because you had us just like play around with different steps in the studio. And yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So Sorry. long ago. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So I, I do want to, I feel like that's a great segue into talking about heliotrope and playing around in the studio in maybe a slightly more serious way. Um, Dana, can you tell us a little bit about the process of choreographing this ballet for the trainees? Maybe where did it start for you? Well, Patrick had approached me and asked me if I would be interested to create a piece for the trainees, which of course for me was um, just a big dream come true, right? Because of all this history, because of the fact that, you know, Pimberley and, and some of the trainees I've known for so long. Um, so it was just a really exciting opportunity. And um, I was um, just inspired by their enthusiasm and that um, they're just about to embark and start on their professional careers and at such a wonderful place in their technical ability. And um, we have some you know, really talented artists in that, in that group, I think. It's going to be fun to watch them develop. So I was trying to come up with a piece that could challenge them um, technically, and I decided to, you know, a ne pure neoclassical piece, um, athletic, um, different dynamics, something 
fast, something slow, um, but also give them a chance to play on stage and see if they can develop, um, like show their personalities, you know, so it's not just pure, pure form, but also something individual to each of them. And um, I actually stumbled upon um, Sea Blue Circuitry, which is the name of the score by Mason Bates. I had heard it live in 2018 at the Kennedy Center while I was choreographing for Washington Ballet. Um, and right away that score um, inspired me. And it's only 13 minutes long. So like in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, how am I ever gonna use this? Professional commissions usually at least 20 minutes. Um, so then when Patrick had you know, asked me to do this piece, and I was looking for music and I knew the kind of energy I wanted to bring with to it. I knew the kind of vocabulary I wanted to bring um, just right away that music. I remembered that piece that I heard you know, just a year before. Um, and so it all just really came together and the rehearsal process was three weeks. I, I wanted to go in, do it. I didn't want to like drag it out over, you know, months and months and months. I wanted to have like an intensive experience where we, we have a timeline that we stick to. And, you know, that's how I improve as well as a choreographer is to um, work on my preparation and my process. So uh, it was just kind of a really fun time with, with, I don't want to say kids, you know, but with the young adults, young professionals, <laughs> Um, and we had, you know, Pascal was the ballet master. So there's, I remember like one section, I wanted it to have a sort of like macho vibe. And I said, well, you know, how would Pascal do this step? And then the boys would go, well, Pascal, you do it, you know? So there were some fun moments with, um, with our ballet master and then, um, later on, we brought in, I, brought, I asked um, Joe Walsh and Francis to come in. And um, so there's a lot of love, a lot of, you know, feeding of information and developing, um, making this piece together uh, with, with the dancers. It was just a really wonderful time. And I think the overall, like, goal of creating a piece that's joyful and uplifting and speaks to what it is to be. Um, young and you know looking forward to your whole life ahead of you you know that that idea um, I feel that I feel that I accomplished it <laughs> I feel I feel happy about I'm, I'm pleased with with the outcome and I'm thrilled that I can share it in this way that's great Pemberley what do you remember about the rehearsal process. I always like to kind of ask, like, what do you remember of like kind of the first day or some of the early, early weeks of it? Um, so we started this piece back in August, but from got a Wi-Fi freeze. Yeah, Pemberley still there? No. Well, Dana, I'm going to send a question over to you and hopefully we'll get them. Oh, is oh. you back, Pemberley? You're back. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine. We lost you for a minute. We didn't really hear any of that. So if you could just repeat what you just said. Um, from what I remember, Dana included a lot of experimentation in her choreographic process. And I remember there were 
like three or four days where we worked only on experimenting with phrases that Dana would set on us. And she used that to sort of see how our movement quality would match with her type of choreography. Um, from the first day that we started with her, we were, we were working on a woman's solo because all the guys were in another rehearsal. Uh, so it was only the ladies and we were working on a woman's solo. And I remember Dana didn't know what music she was gonna use yet. So we were dancing to like completely different music, but she already sort of had an idea of what she wanted to get out of the piece. So from that day, we got steps that ended up in the final version of the piece, which I think was absolutely amazing. Like from start to finish, Dana knew what she wanted and all the steps came together and created such an amazing piece. So, so Dana, I'm curious about what, you know, you've worked with professional companies here, you're working with the trainees who are sort of this bridge year, right? Between a school student and a professional dancer. How is that different? Is there a difference in how you approach the work when you're working with sort of young adults versus fully seasoned professionals? I mean, every dancer is different. And, you know, just right there, every, every person is different. Um, and every group is gonna be slightly different from the other, you know, whether you're working with a contem more contemporary company or a more classical company. So they're going to have different abilities. And so I just see, you know, working with the trainees as uh, like this subset um, with certain qualities. Um, so the strengths are that they're like, technically they're so ready to be challenged. Right. So I knew that um, I needed to challenge them, you know, as much as I possibly could and that they would just eat it up. You know, they're at that place in their, in their development. Um, and then also um, setting the bar just a little bit with the artistic goal of like adding this element of how do you play on stage? How do you, how is every performance slightly different from the one before? They all are slightly different. Um, but some ballets ask of you to really interpret um, in the moment. Um, and I wanted to add that element into the piece. So um, I remember spending a lot of time on just like, how do you, how do you look at each other? How do you um, react to each other in a natural way? How do you run? How do you walk? Um, how do you take this, the technical steps that we learn every day in class and use momentum to, and weight to inform how the piece moves? Um, so for me, you know, it's a luxury to have the time, you know, with the trainees to develop the style, um, everything. Um, so it was actually a privilege for me to work with them because sometimes in professional settings, you have a very limited amount of time. You don't get a ton of time to polish and, um, you know, bring out certain things that you, that, you know, you just don't have time for it. On the other side, professional dancers are really good at just pulling out all the tools that they have acquired over the years. And so it's just a, a different type of work. Um, so with the trainees, I would say, you know, the difference would be that you just have more time to work on training them in the moment as well as choreographing. So I love, I love to teach actually. And um, so for, 
me is really rewarding that time to work on all of these different skills that, that they're going to actually need to have moving forward as well. So that's, that's just, um, that's the difference between working with young people to working with seasoned people. Yeah. I love what you just said about, you know, that, that you're, you're there in the room in many ways, both as a teacher and as a choreographer in this context, right? You've taught all of the trainees over the course of their training as well. And Pemberley, I'm wondering what that's like for you to kind of um, work with Dana, both as a teacher, specifically as a choreography teacher over the years, and now as a choreographer. How does that, did that impact what it was like in the room with her? Did that impact your experience at all? Um, so I think there might be a fine line between the two, but I think the roles actually transition pretty well together. Uh, when we're in class with Dana, when she's our teacher, she'll give us notes and corrections for bar and center and different steps that we do. And then when we go into choreography, I found that it was pretty similar to me. Um, when we would perform her piece, she would give us notes and corrections at the end of uh, the run, just like she would give us in class. Um, and then also, I think the dynamic actually improved uh, when we went into chore choreographing with Dana. Uh, like, we eased up a lot more, and we got more comfortable with movement, and it, it was just a really fun time getting to, like, play around with different steps that Dana would choreograph on us. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, I think it transitions really well together. So you guys got to, I mean, you didn't get to perform this ballet as much as everyone expected or wanted, but you did get to perform it in a few different places. I know it premiered in Sun Valley on a trainee tour. Um, the capture that we just released, uh, which will be available for a week, uh, was filmed in the Opera House uh, for the student matinee. So for both of you, I wonder if there are any um, particular performances or moments in performance that stand out as, as real highlights uh, in your time getting to work on this ballet. Kimberly, what about you go first on this one since you actually performed it many times? Um, okay, so I have like two favorite moments. The first would be when we performed it in Sun Valley. Uh, I just found it really rewarding getting to finally perform it on a stage with lights and sets and costumes after two months of like three weeks of working on it with Dana and then another month of really working on all those small details to make it the best that it could look when we went on tour. Um, but then my absolute favorite memory is when we were performed it on the Opera House stage. Um, the pas de deux that Dana choreographed on Alexis and I, my partner in the piece, is by far one of my favorite pieces that I've ever performed. Uh, over the past couple of months, I really got to connect to what Dana was trying to convey through her pas de deux. And um, yeah, so that part was really, really great to perform. But my absolute favorite part of Dana's piece is at the very end. And um, I get tossed up into the air and then I end looking up into the stage lights. And every time I perform her piece in that moment, I feel like I can do anything. I feel so empowered. And just getting to do that on the Opera House stage was absolutely amazing. Um, I think for me, a very special moment was after all of those rehearsals and we, we showed the piece in Christensen to a small invited audience. Um, and it was the first time that I saw how you guys would actually be on stage in front of an audience and, you know, are they performers or are they going to get shy? 
and you guys rocked it completely. And I think I just like jumped up and hollered like a, you know, I felt like I was in a sporting event. I got so excited and you guys killed it. And I knew from that point on, like, it was going to be a fun piece for you to repeat. So yeah, super proud um, in those early moments. Yeah. So I want to change gears a little bit. We've got about 10 more minutes um, and talk a little bit about the school's um, choreography initiatives. Um, Dana, you're deeply involved in these. So I wondered if you could talk, tell us a little bit about what the school um, does in terms of a choreographic curriculum sort of across the levels and also a little bit about the choreographic fellowship and um, what that program entails. Sure. So I thought about how to kind of talk about this. It's a big, it's a big undertaking. Um, I mean, new work is so important for the company, right? That's a big, huge part of who we are as San Francisco Ballet. Um, and Patrick has had the trainees choreograph for years and years and years. That's what- That's um, Patrick Armand, the Patrick director of the school. Right. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, Miles Thatcher came out of, you know, being a, a choreographer while he was in his training years and so on and so forth. So when I joined, we sort of started to filter this down through the school. And um, I mean, I'm super passionate about choreography, obviously, and um, I love to share and it's fun for me to be in the studio. So I started working with, I think, level seven. Um, and then level eight, and then there's the fellowship program. So there's, it's kind of a multi-tiered um, workshop. And just to sort of sum it up, the level seven, they're what, probably like 15? Yeah, 15 to 17. 15 to 17. So some of them, it'll be, most of them will be their first time putting two steps together. And obviously they are all a little bit shy at first, um, and so the format of that class is to um, create groups where they work on pieces and groups. So no one person has the responsibility or ownership of the piece, but they really share it and they rework it and they do drafts of it and they polish it off and, uh, you know, they work together. It's fun and they build confidence. I think the idea is for them to have fun with it, be confident with it and get excited about choreography and you know, just we get to see some surprising things. And I think um, in the next year, in the level eight, this year, for example, uh, we asked the entire class, the entire level eight class to um, create short little pieces individually. So then they have ownership of their own works and they work in conjunction with Danny Sullivan um, the, with the music classes and figuring out how to work with a score, you know, it's becomes a little bit more, there's more boundaries around it. Um, and there's more ownership of the work. Um, and it gives them more tools. And from that, you know, maybe not quite as much fun because <laughs> uh, they're doing classroom assignments, but we sort of play around with how much freedom to give them versus how much structure. And I think we're still sort of figuring out that, that balance. Um, but essentially then, um, we have a really big, uh, like performance in the studio and, um, 
the kids get to show their works. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you know, Helgi comes down, gives us some feedback, and he sees all the pieces. And I think one year, last year, it was like 23 pieces, and he sat through all of them. <laughs> um, and then, you know, these uh, talented few get picked to um, go on and um, create bigger pieces in, in the following year. So that's what Pim and Zoe were part of the fellowship program where this year they worked, um, they collaborated with the San Francisco Conservatory of Music Composers and created, they created scores, brand new scores, and um, Zoe and Pim created beautiful works that we just got to see, I got to see just like, see it start to come together. Um, in fact, I think it was the last day of, of, our year here where we had to, there was a, there was a meeting and we were told, you know, we have to essentially all clear out of the building. And right before we cleared out, we got a chance to film Pemberley's piece. And I think one or two dancers were already like gone or packing or whatever. Um, but we captured it. We captured, you know, what we could. So hopefully we can bring those pieces back and see them come to life when we're all. Yeah, so I want to ask Pemberley um, about that piece a little bit, but before I do, Dana, you know, this program, it's so comprehensive at this point, you know, it spans multiple years in the school, you've put so much structure around it. Is that something that you had when you were first thinking about being a choreographer or something you wished you had? It feels like such a unique opportunity yeah, for your kids. It's something I wish I had. And I feel strongly that the earlier, the better, you know, 12 year olds, 13, I've had a chance to work with level five and six. The creativity is, you know, through the roof. You just, they run with it. And it's wonderful to see young people, you know, choreographing. And I think it definitely gives them um, a lot of confidence. Um, for myself, I probably would have started much earlier choreographing, you know, if I had those beginning formative years. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just passionate about it. So I love to share that with, with the students. Pemberley, can you tell us a little bit about your experience as the choreographic fellow? This was your second year, right, as one, and can you just tell us what that experience has been like for you? Um, this experience has been really incredible. I remember going into it, Dana, uh, actually Dana put me into the choreographic uh, workshop. I wasn't like too keen to do it at first because I didn't know I really wanted to choreograph. But then I just remember getting so into it and I really enjoyed working with all my friends and like developing new ideas on them and seeing how their movement quality would change the steps that I would give them. And I just remembered like, I, I want to do this more. I just want to choreograph as much as possible. And like two years later, I'm still learning brand new things that I never thought that I would get from just choreographing a piece on my friends. So yeah, this program is a really, really great way to just broaden your ideas and dance and movement and just seeing where your own choreography can take you through your dancing career. So. Do you hope to keep choreographing once you move upstairs and join the company this summer? Absolutely. I hope, I'm hoping me going into the company will actually help with that because when you're in the school, you only uh, are a part of rehearsals for like story ballets and then you get the 
a few choreographic classes per week. Um, but then when you're in the company, I think it's a whole new environment. You're around all these dancers who get to learn like 10 to 15 new pieces each month. So um, yeah, I kind of want to delve more into the behind the scenes of how all these international choreographers are coming in and choreographing and setting their pieces on their dancers in just two weeks. So hopefully like it'll give me more opportunities to choreograph more. So we have two more minutes and I'll just, you know, sort of end last question by just saying we've uh, all been sheltering in place for the last, I don't know, nine, nine weeks, something like that. It's been a while now. Um, tonight was going to be a big night for both of you um, as the school gets on stage for opening night of Spring Festival. What advice would you have for um, maybe a student somewhere else who's out there and watching this um, about kind of getting through this time and keeping their spirits up? Maybe Dana first. Okay. Um, stay positive. Um, it sometimes you feel like the moment is forever. Like, is this ever going to change? You know, how long, it seems like time is endless, you know? And then just like that, it's back, it's, it's over and you're looking back. So, you know, this will pass and there are lessons to be learned and tools to be gained. I mean, all of us are learning new things. Like what does it mean to go live stream? Okay. What does it mean to grow an audience online as a ballet company? What does it mean to choreograph um, on dancers virtually and vice versa? What does it mean to, be a dancer in this time and you know there's a lot of value that we can get out of this and certain things we can take with us and certain things that we don't need to take with us you know and so this is the time to think about that and take your time in this moment be positive yeah um i was gonna say the same thing just stay positive through all of this and I think when we go back to the studios and we start performing again on the stage, we're going to be so much more appreciative of the time that we had on the stage when we weren't able to dance in all these big spaces at home. So I think when we all come together, it's going to be so much more meaningful when we dance together because all this time apart has actually made us so much closer in the dancing community. So. Yeah, just keep your head high and it'll it'll end soon. And when we come back, it'll be even better. So, Well, I think that's the perfect note to end on. So thank you, um, Dana and Pemberley both for joining with me today. It was a real pleasure to get to talk to you. I hope that everyone out there um, is watching Heliotrope. It is available right now and um, until next Wednesday. So Watch that on Facebook or Instagram or on the San Francisco Ballet website. And I don't always do this, but I will end by saying the Spring Festival is a major fundraiser for the school. It allows for scholarships for students. It helps us keep all of these wonderful programs that Dana and Pemberley were talking about alive. So if you are able, it is a hard time for everyone, but if you can, we... Um, would love any do, anything you can give to the Critical Relief Fund, um, give.sanfranciscoballet.org slash relief um, if you're able 
we would really appreciate that. So thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for watching and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For more podcasts and other audience engagement programs, check out sfballet.org or your favorite podcast player.